Hello and welcome back to The Mouthful. This is Eric Peterson. And I don't feel that great. <laughs> I think it's the coaches. <laughs> and we got CJ on the podcast. <laughs> Eric Peterson I just and I don't feel that great. <laughs> I no, I think it's a really good start. Like I think great. it's a good start. <laughs> It's okay. It's okay, CJ. Of, of all the things I'm intolerant, I'm pretty sure dairy is, is up there if you're quite a bit. If you're intolerant to dairy, then we, we're about to have some major problems. Fulfilling the stereotype. Yeah. Yes, yeah. and welcome Boone Helm to the podcast. Howdy. Howdy, indeed. So, CJ, what did we have to eat today? I don't know, because uh, this time you cooked, Eric, and I was a little <laughs> taken aback at first. I was like, okay, I guess we're doing this. We switched it up, and I made a meal, quick whipped something up inside of a pepper. It was stuffed peppers, and the inside, oh, I mean, it had a lot of dairy. So if you're actually intolerant to dairy, we got issues A now. significant amount of goat cheese was involved <laughs> in the making of the stuffed peppers. Yes. So, <laughs> so we had goat cheese stuffed peppers. Um, the ingredients that we had in the stuffing was um, eight ounces of goat cheese, eight ounces of cream cheese. Um, we had uh, shredded Parmesan in there, um, chopped up tomatoes, sauteed onions, and then mix in some garlic a minute after that sauteed. You saute, and then you add that all in and mix it together. You throw in the stuffed pepper. You hollow out the stuffed peppers. Uh, you put olive oil on the outside. You put them in for about 20-ish minutes. Um, that creates some juices inside, so you actually have to mm. dr- like turn them upside down and drain them uh, and let them drain while you kind the of... The peppers? Yeah, while yeah. you kind of make the thing. And then you turn them back over, stuff them with your... <laughs> you get, like, the best way to stuff them is to actually just, like plop it in and it gets really messy it got like all over my counter with your hands you plop it in with your hands yes my my washed hands yeah yes okay yes. because the but then you bake it afterwards yeah so like, well, that's true i mean i used a spoon to i didn't like mix it with my hands like i was kneading dough or anything uh, like that uh-huh. no Okay. It's okay. <laughs> I'm um, sensing a lot I of use, judgment. Yeah, I know. I'm sensing that too. I used the spoon. I was pretty. I was pretty. And I used gloves to cut the onions and to mince the garlic. So you use gloves. Yeah, yeah. I use wow, gloves. that's impressive. Yeah, I just use my hands. If you use gloves while cutting an onion, you will not smell like an onion for three days. So there's a hot little tip. Hot tip: Don't even cut them with knives. Use a slap chopper. <laughs> Pro tip, then your eyes don't get watery either. Oh, I wish I had a slice. So you, you have one of those? Uh, yeah, it's like some generic Chinese thing. Actually, if I had a food processor, oh, that would be so quick. Literally would just throw in the tomatoes and the garlic and the onions and then just like, and it'll be done. Oh. Perfect. Hmm. But, I mean, if you need it finely chopped versus just cubed, obviously that's a different thing. But Yeah. So, yeah, and then you throw them in for another 25, 30 minutes. 25. 25, 30 minutes. And then, yeah, pop them out and they're done. Uh, what do you guys think? It's good. It was excellent. Yeah. Yeah? I just, I need to kind of process the dairy. Or not process the dairy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> are you doing right over there? Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll see what happens. Not super bueno. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Boone? <laughs> I How, what it, how's your how's your day been? <laughs> Hopefully better than CJ's yeah. stomach. Yeah. 
Yep. Uh, so I just got done with another guest you guys had on the show, Dr. Dan Paget. Shout Ooh, out to him and Performance Dr. United. Dan. He was on for the letter E. Yep. For uh, I went with Dan to what they call a white watt bike session, where watt they, is in W A T T. Yep. So what? that's a that's a measure of power output, and you uh, okay. you sit on a bike and want to die for <laughs> about an hour to an hour and a half at a time. So that's a pretty sounds pretty like CJ fun right deal. About now. <laughs> Yeah, except I'm not on a bike. Yeah. Right. <laughs> except I'm not burning off this dairy. <laughs> okay, so you just got done with a major workout. And um, and we had food ready for him. And we had we had food yeah, ready. Yeah. yeah. So overall, good. pretty pretty excellent. <laughs> pretty good, pretty Doing, all right. Doing all right. Doing all right. Well, CJ, you usually have our... Um, Interesting facts. I still do, yeah, actually. So oh, yes. um, goat cheese, instead of made from cow's milk, is made from goat's milk. Oh, man. What? And goats, <laughs> actually, fun fact as well, are found in two places in the world, the northern hemisphere and the southern hemisphere. That's amazing. <laughs> Holy cow. I had no idea. That's actually really... Oh, that, really took, me, that took me by surprise. <laughs> That was funny, dude. Thank you. Thank you. I was like expecting like, they're found in the Himalayas. And you're just like, nope, they're found in the northern and southern hemispheres. Oh, my gosh. Um, Perfect. Perfect joke. Actually, Boone, out of all three of us, you probably have better understanding of goats and cheese. Goat (laughs) and farm animals, I guess. Why Why would he have that knowledge, CJ? So... Why are you asking me? Boone's I, right here. <laughs> I uh, I grew up on a family farm in Montana, so I do have a fair amount of experience with livestock. And overall, my opinion of goats is that they are awful, awful animals. Oh, that yeah, I'm I'm not a fan. Uh, Mainly because they climb everywhere. Oh, okay, so, I was like, yeah. what what makes them so terrible? Yeah, and they just. I mean, they have a tendency to just not do anything that you ever want them to do (laughs) or like more close to the exact opposite. So one of my one of my uh, vivid memories of goats is just every time that I would drive by my neighbor's place on the way to our farm coming back from like school or something like that Mm is I would look over and all three of the goats would be standing jumping on the hood of my neighbor's car. And I just have no desire to ever own goats. They were just jumping on the hood of the car. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Not a fan. Yeah, that would that would kind of piss me off too if I had a car that I actually cared about, and it was just getting dented by hooves. Yeah. Anything, (laughs) anything elevated surface that they can. I mean, and they're very good climbers, so. It, they'll just be on top of anything and scratching it up. There was a really funny video I saw recently of this guy who was uh, making a video chewing the goats off of his Hummer. <laughs> and they would find, like, they would, like, climb up on the wheel well and, like, the bumper. And then he'd be like, shoo, shoo. And he'd, like, get off, get off. And he'd, like, go on one end. And then, like, <laughs> the goats that he just shooed off on the other end just start climbing it again. And it's just, like, this vicious cycle where the goats are like, I'll just <laughs> do what I want. Like, I don't care if I just got shushed off a Hummer. Yeah, so. I'm going to dent it up. Funny in a two-minute video, not if it's your entire life. <laughs> five days a year. So it really amazes me that anyone would ever own goats. Or oh put up with gosh. goats. Yeah. There's a, there's a, there's a really interesting, um, not interesting, this is the wrong word, um, but a really um, cool, yeah, a cool and fun uh, goat farm uh, outside of Buena Vista, I believe. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, and it's this really cool shop. They actually they have like goats uh, in, uh, fenced in, but then the main building has like all different kinds of goat cheese and goat cheese pro- and goat cheese products and stuff like that. Um, and it's a really cool little destination. Uh, and they got free samples, and it's delicious. Hmm. Uh, it's huh. so good. Yeah. Are you are you uh, a fan of goat cheese? Are you guys fans of goat cheese? Didn't used to be. And then my sister gave me like a log of honey goat cheese. It comes in a lot of different flavors, but um, she gave me this honey goat cheese with crackers. And I swear to you, it's the only cheese I've ever eaten that I could just eat with a spoon. Mm. It's so good. That's real interesting. I can't, it's, it has such a tasty, creamy kind of flavor profile that I is hard to explain. And I swear, when I was a kid, I had it on a pizza, and it tasted terrible. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it was <laughs> or whatever. Maybe it was mozzarella. Maybe it was like fresh mozzarella or something. Maybe I got it totally wrong. But it, I, I feel like it was goat cheese. And I, like as a kid, I was like, this is terrible. And so like growing up, I never had it because I remember that experience. And then my sister was like, you got to try this. Super super good. And I haven't gone back since. It's so I like it. Yeah. What about you, Boone? Um, I do not eat goat cheese, mainly because of the fact that cheese is expensive. So <laughs> it not, is. not out of dislike, yeah, it is. but out of budgetary restrictions. It's too bougie. Goat cheese is too bougie. It's always extra on a menu. That was one of the biggest, probably, surprises of adulthood is how expensive cheese is. <laughs> huh. I had a friend really fanatic That's about it. That's actually really true. Where they were like, <laughs> I would not take cheese out of, uh, out of a diet. It's like his favorite thing. And you're just like, I don't care how expensive it is. It's delicious. And anyone who says otherwise. But, I mean, I know a lot of people who can't have, you know, proper amounts of dairy or dairy at all. Um, CJ over here really struggling. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> My I mean, girlfriend I, can't have dairy, so. Yeah. I'm partially yeah. lactose intolerant, but, I mean, cheese well outranks the discomfort. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm, w- I'm with you right there. That's so me and uh, ice cream. Yeah, I'll, I'll you gotta have through, that ice cream. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so Boone, <laughs> as per <laughs> the nature of this podcast, <laughs> people that we bring on usually have some sort of background or expertise in the topic that we're talking about, and we are talking today about guns. Yes, and so why don't you tell us a little bit about your experience? Um, so like we talked about, I grew up on a farm, so. Mm-hmm. Grew up around guns, grew up shooting them, and then I've dabbled in competition, shooting like IDPA, USPSA things, which are entities that do uh, competition shooting. Kel's mm. going to be like, I don't know yeah. any of those um, acronyms. Okay. I've heard yeah, of USPS. And, and, and I'm sure you, like your your listeners' <laughs> interest just plummeted, <laughs> so I'm, I'm not going to bother no, explaining kidding. those, no. but they're, they're, I mean, so they're, they're just competition entities that, that put on these things, and so I've dabbled in that, and, mm-hmm. and I would, I guess I would just consider myself a, a Second Amendment advocate, mm-hmm. and, and I really do enjoy taking people out and, and teaching them how to shoot. You and, should not and say educate. taking people out when talking about guns. No, 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 he actually does. <laughs> Joy just taking people out. Yeah. <laughs> That's, I don't know. This is where my brain went. But uh, oh, no, no. I actually yeah. went um, to. Jeez, uh, I already forgot the name of the range. Actually, I don't know if it has a name, but um, I'm sure it does. I don't even know the off twenty four. But yeah. Um, yeah, no, we went out and uh, with my brother in law, and we uh, shot some guns and uh, storm rolled in. We had to hightail it out of there, yeah. but mm. that was fun. I mean, I like. Uh, 
yeah, I mean, we'll get we'll we'll get to that, but um, yeah, I I enjoy that experience as well, just kind of going out and yeah. doing that. So and, and Boone also helped me pick up my own. Well, actually, technically it was his, but okay, yeah, yep. maybe we should have started this. So you're a firearm owner. Yes. Okay. And so is Boone. I am not. Um, I but don't know. tell my roommates. <laughs> <laughs> like actually. What if they listen to the podcast? No, no, they don't. <laughs> they know. Okay, good. I think they should be aware that there is a gun in the house. Gun safety. Anyway, um, anyways, continue. yeah. <laughs> so I guess the only other credential being that I'm I'm the closest gun enthusiast to in proximity to you two <laughs> that are hosting the podcast. You know, you are not the first person who yeah. has who has had a credential where they stated. I am the one in close proximity to you, and that makes me credentialed. <laughs> not, not necessarily I think it was Jordan overly, on dating. overly qualified, yeah. but more qualified than the other people that you could convince <laughs> to come on the podcast. Yeah. Well, I guess technically your brother-in-law. Yeah. 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 He. Um, yeah. He. He. He definitely knows his stuff, and I think. I think the 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 line that I would draw. <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> I guess I'm struggling with dairy as well. Oh, um, the line. <laughs> oh God! Not both of us. <laughs> not all of us. <laughs> not like this. Um, the the line that I would draw with you is that um, not only are you an enthusiast, but you regularly um, keep yourself up to date with what's going on, what's new, what's you know, what's what's proper safety, what's what's etiquette, and and then informing those who either have a uh, wrong view of what is safe in in terms of gun or an uneducated view and just kind of I, I i feel like you have done some of that education with me and you've done an, an excellent job of not like being like you're doing it wrong or you're doing it terribly but just being like you know what this isn't normal for everybody and just know that these are the right. really important things that you need to know if you're going to be shooting mm-hmm. a uh, boom boom sticks so, right yeah a what boom boom stick oh okay What's the uh, technical term? Yeah, that's used in industry. <laughs> um, that's yeah, yeah, that's definitely an industry specific term. <laughs> yes, EJ, come on. Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't realize. <laughs> I didn't realize. So. I'm not educated. We'll be, in this uh, I mean, I'm going to be referring to guns as boom boom sticks from this whole moment on. So just get used to it. Um, I'm pretty yeah. sure that's a euphemism for something that is very not. About guns. Cool. So we'll just uh, truck <laughs> along here. Yeah, <laughs> moving guns. on. <laughs> um, um, yeah. So Boone, why? Why? Uh, in in terms of like having to educate people, like what? What is the stigma behind them? And um, you know, why? Why is there such a negative view on it in I guess modern society? I think um, that overall, culturally, guns have come to represent things that that they didn't originally represent in that. Um, over time, throughout generations, they were they've we as a country, as a U.S., and also I would say as a as a public and in the world have come to view guns as more of a militaristic thing, as a policing thing, than mm-hmm. something that a regular citizen should own and know how to operate. Sure. And then also in the U.S., there's a there's a stigma that that has kind of grown, I would say, over the past hundred to hundred and fifty years, where guns should be something that if they're owned by citizens, they're only used for hunting and recreation and things of that nature. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so with with what we see in the media and and kind of the as as TV media as the news is kind of on its last legs with uh, the the rise of internet news sources then 
um, they've come to sen- really sensationalize violence and, and things of that nature. And so what we, what we see and what we consume visually from the TV and everything like that is, has come to really villainize certain types of guns and... Well, yeah, almost every news, uh, you know, um, story that comes out about um, either a shooter or a massacre or something like that, it's, it's always an AR. Um, and you know, and so it's right there at the forefront, you know, why, why do people have ARs? Like why are, why, why should they be allowed to own those or, or, you know, the, the magazines? Yeah. Well, and, (laughs) and that's something there's, there's two parts that I'd like, love to address in that. And that the first thing is I, I'm an avid believer that the second amendment is, is vital in order for us to maintain the First Amendment. And I would say the First Amendment is the most important, but the Second Amendment is what allows us to continue to ensure that the First Amendment continues to survive. Mm-hmm. And and as our forefathers wrote that, one of the arguments is, well, they didn't know about AR-15s. But actually, if you look through uh, Federalists and uh, papers and letters, you find that they actually did know about repeating arms. There was a yeah. patent. There was a patent that was um, filed for before the Constitution was written, and then um, there was also there's records of um, an individual with a repeating rifle um, going before the <laughs> army and and trying to sell it. Yeah, in the so, seven in the 1700s. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and so and so what you. What you have to then from there, what we can assume is that the forefathers, the the founding fathers wrote the Constitution in a way that they intended for individuals to take up the responsibility of of, um, their own defense and the defense of the nation against enemies, foreign and domestic, Mm -hmm. um, by holding military-like arms. And Mm -hmm. as the military evolved, then they also intended for the, the... militia and the citizenry to continue to evolve their arsenals as well. Okay, so you're you're but, saying you're saying that they knew how the second amendment would evolve even to today? I'm, I'm I, not saying I, that I, they, I don't, they I could f- foresee that, but but they in, they yeah. knew that it would evolve. Cuz like sure there's a guy with a repeating rifle, but like I I don't I don't foresee them being like future tellers knowing how how this culture has evolved and Bit manufactured itself um, in today's society. Right. I don't know about you, but I c- keep a flintlock <laughs> rifle and full smoothbore in my closet. In case the it British invade, yeah, exactly. seriously unreliable so, weapon. Uh, but you got to keep in mind <laughs> that when they, bayonet. yeah. <laughs> so when they wrote this, there were people that personally owned ships that were armed with cannons, and that's part of what they used to defend themselves against the British within that war before they wrote the Constitution. Yeah. So they, their citizens had arms that were at the exact same level of what the militaries had. Right, yeah. I guarantee you Jeff Bezos can take you out from space, Eric, <laughs> if you really wanted to. So you're saying the Second Amendment was meant to encompass what we have going on today. So the reason that we were able to beat the British is because individual citizens had military level arms. And so yeah. I don't believe that the founding fathers would have wanted to take that away from us. But then also, well, I mean, the Michigan militia is like the scariest <laughs> freaking civil, civil army. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In, uh, have you seen those guys? They have like, they are basically military so, guys. Oh yeah, your three percenters and your militia men. <laughs> they are that nuts. Look, yeah, that look like they're more in danger of cardiac arrest if they eat another BLT <laughs> as opposed to like 
actually <laughs> that bacon's more dangerous than that gun. Unrest. Yeah, yeah. Really. I don't really count them, right? Okay. So, Duck Dynasty, bro. Yeah, I mean, I guess. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, I don't know. It's like it's it's kind of a slippery slope where it's like these guys. Sure, they have the right to own these guns, and maybe they're safe with them, but what about their kid who gets, you know, who inherits depression and goes and takes his dad's gun and... Well, so Not inherits depression, sorry, but has has depression and or or a mental illness it, yeah. or, you know, gets... Or, or is bullied too much and just, you know, snaps a little bit and takes it out in a way that he shouldn't. And he has means and access. Um, you know, should these guns be in people's homes? I, I believe absolutely that's an issue of education and and I mean so if you if you are or properly locking them up yeah hell bent on mm, if you're hell bent on committing suicide you'll find a means to do it um, and and that's part of why males are so much more successful than females at at suicide is yeah. because their their I guess their capacity for um envisioning a way to do it is is much more efficient mm. and effective yeah. so and and then more there's violent, also the issue violent. of like if you look at overall violence right so i just spent i mean a couple of hours on the cdc website here earlier this morning um trying to figure out like well what did the statistics actually say according to the center right. for disease control and i mean so guns are much they have a they're they're one of the highest rates for homicides, successful homicides, right? Mm-hmm. But if you look at overall assaults, um, so from two thousand one to two thousand seventeen, there were something like, and I wish I I wrote it all down on a pad to bring, and I'm I'm really upset at myself that I didn't bring it, but like <laughs> it's okay. something it's okay. like twenty four million ass- assaults with blunt force objects, so either like bats. your fists or bats or something like yeah. that as opposed to about 1 million assaults with a gun, and that's including everything, right? right. And so you are 24 times more likely mm. to suffer an assault of a guy that's got, like, say, a Louisville slugger in his passenger seat. Or a pipe from his garage. Right, yep. as opposed to being, <laughs> being assaulted shot. or suffering from, yeah, from being shot. And so hmm. if, if you argue that the issue is the safety of the citizenry, Right. Then then we start looking towards like what Great Britain is doing right now, where they're they're trying to push for a registration of people that want the ability to carry a knife on their person out in public. Right. And how is that working? Stabbings have gone up incredibly an incredible amount. And then people are getting attacked Mm -hmm. with like bleach with acid. And Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. I mean, there was a there was a man who killed, I don't like 70 people with a with a moving truck. So, yeah, I mean, I, I guess I could see a little bit of a validity in the argument that like it's it's um, an effective way mm-hmm. to if you wanted to inflict harm on other people. But it's also a very effective way to stop that. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. There's a reason mm-hmm. that the military carries firearms, carries guns, and there's a reason that cops do as well. Right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if if. I don't think you will ever be able to change the fact that people are out there that the genuinely want to inflict harm on others. And so why yep. wouldn't you want to take up as much responsibility as you can for yourself and for those around you? Mm-hmm. And, and you would be hobbling yourself if you took away your ability to carry a, carry a gun. Okay, so citizens should have 
Mm. ARs. I think they should have the ability to if they choose to. And I'm not saying everyone needs to be a soldier or everyone needs to be, you know, carry a gun. But if you if you have that desire, then you should be able to. I will I will follow that up though <clears throat> by saying that people are stupid sometimes. And if they own a gun, they should have the ability or sorry, not the ability, but the requirement to understand how to operate that weapon. Right? Otherwise, they're just buying these guns and being way more of a danger to others. Yeah, so, again, that issue comes down to me for, to personal responsibility, right? It, why don't we hold I do people... not trust somebody to buy an AR and personally take it upon themselves to take a class that they might not want so to So then take. we hold them accountable when they make those mistakes, right? But... Okay. Well, like, everyone has the ability to buy a chainsaw. And yet there are warning stickers all over the chainsaw. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> I mean, people get hurt in other stupid ways, too, with very generic things. I'm, I'm, I, I'm just going to bring it back to it because it always gets brought back to it, but maybe it's just a talking point. But, you know, why, why are we required to take classes and courses for certain things but not for other things? You know, a, d- a dangerous vehicle uh, on the road? Is, is is a weapon in the in the hands of somebody who is a terrible driver and doesn't know how to drive. It's a cultural abandonment of personal responsibility. Okay. Uh, so every okay. time that we we instead of holding the individual accountable for their actions or their ignorance or their failure to properly employ anything, then we turn to the government to make standards and and uh, enforce them. So you okay? So we shouldn't have cor- like safety courses and and lessons on uh, like basic lessons as as in like a a driver's test but like a gun test i'm i guess i'm not saying in this world right now as it is that it's necessarily the worst idea in the world but i'm saying that it's not sustainable and it's not a good idea and and if i could change the if i could do a single change single thing in this world and in this nation to change the course of it in the future, it would be to uh, encourage individuals to continue to to shoulder their responsibility mm-hmm. um, appropriately yeah, in, I, in all aspects I of their life. I think education will save lives. I mean, that's like, you know, a driver's test is basic and it only goes so far. Obviously, you can learn how to drive better on your own on your own personal responsibility past what a driver's test would be able to, you know, afford you or, or whatnot. And same goes for owning a gun. I mean, as we've both seen and the many videos that you send me almost weekly, um, there are people who practice, practice, practice to infinitum and they are blisteringly fast at their drills. They are very smart with their safety. Um, and you know, they've gone above and beyond, you know, that point of, how to properly own and clean and operate a firearm. Um, you know, race car drivers, they go above and beyond their ability to drive basic, and that's why they are better drivers than other people. So I think that there's the ability to go above and beyond, but if we had a basic level of education and operation on, on oops, sorry, <laughs> and operation on 
guns. I, I, I just feel like that's like that's like step one. Well, they, so they used to teach like gun safety in public schools, right? Right, right. <laughs> so, yeah. and I mean, but ultimately, it was up to your your family or whoever introduced you to guns to teach you about gun safety. Yeah, and that was my brother-in-law. <laughs> it's just whether, I mean, as a culture, are we deciding as as an individual, are you responsible for my ignorance or am I responsible for my ignorance? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of the responsibility of both parties, right? No, you should never be responsible for my ignorance, and then you have to hold me accountable if I choose to be ignorant. Yes, but that blanket statement should be applied to a lot of things. And so in that case, we just let people... Well, so... I don't know. Let's I keep, take I keep, your driving I, example, yeah, right? Exactly, right. So we, would so just, like, we, we have set this to baseline, say you need to be able to uh, meet, this meet this standard in order to... Minimum. Yeah, in order to drive, and right. yet that's like one of the number one causes of death in the nation. So driving. obviously we aren't doing a very good job of it, right? So what? who's to argue that, that we would be any better in any other aspect, including gun safety? Hmm. And so I'm not saying that it's a bad idea to encourage people to become educated and, and learn about gun safety, but I'm saying that that's not the heart of the issue. Mm. Well, I was, I was going to get on a, a tangent about driving, but that's not really what you're talking about. Uh. <laughs> I just, I'm not, yeah, no, I, 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 I don't know. I just feel like you... Would I be inconvenienced and annoyed if I had to take like a, a yearly or bi-yearly driving exam to make sure that I'm not going to be killing people on the road? Sure. Um, do I think that that would lower death rates on the road? I don't know. That's a really hard mm. thing. That's a really hard thing I would to, argue no. to quantify. So yeah. here's the deal. Okay. I mean, you're going to be on your best behavior when you're taking your driving test, but the fact that you're yeah. still whipping out your phone and you're looking down at every five seconds when you're, you're right. on the road, that's the real problem, right? Yep. So it comes back to not this issue of personal responsibility yeah, comes it, back to that. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. I and I'm, I'm yeah. going to continue no, no. To, to beat that no, horse I, to I, af, well after it's gone, but it's just, yeah, it's just, it's what it is. Mm. So. Cool. Um, so, you know, there's, uh, sometimes this, um, bias that comes with, you know, just because you work with guns a lot, uh, you lean a specific way. Do you think that's typically the case? Like in the military? Yes. I wasn't specifically um, going to go that route. But oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, it says military on well, the prompt. Well, so. <laughs> well, the police. The police. They're okay. not military. That's correct. Uh, if you're a hunter, that's not military. Security. If you're security, that's also not military. Well, so I would right. argue that's, <laughs> that's a bias of what you see on the news, right? Like... Who are you going to see on the news? You're going to see some some guy from Alabama with bad teeth going, hell yeah, <laughs> they won't take my guns and stuff like that. So, I mean, but... Why do they got to be from Alabama? Why the hate? Well, so it's... A, it, I mean, I'm perpetuating that stereotype. No, yeah. yeah. To, to its obvious <laughs> Sometimes they're right. from Oregon. Yeah, so... <laughs> <laughs> Who from yeah, Oregon yeah, has a southern Let's accent. continue to talk about stereotypes <laughs> there. But let's go state um, by state. Yeah. <laughs> Florida's next. I think it I guess it would if you had to explain it at its core, I guess it would be Left-leaning or right-leaning depends a lot on how you choose to interpret the Constitution, whether or not the Constitution says these are the only things that you are 
able to do as a government and the rest of the rights fall the, everything else falls inherently to the people or to mm. the states, right? Mm. Or whether or not you look at the Constitution as a set of rules saying these are the only things that the government can't do and the rest of it they should be able to do and it's their responsibility to the people to do, right? And that's, that's mm. sort of the left-right paradigm somewhat, but we could get into why it should actually, like the visualization should be on a two-axis instead of a single axis as mm. far as um, things go. But I would argue that because of that, um, people that are that are strong Second Amendment advocates have a tendency to lean towards that same deal as far as these are the only things that the government is allowed to do and the rest should be um, inherently because of that interpretation up to the individual. Mm. So, yeah, I don't. Do you CJ? Do you think? Do you typically, when you think about gun related issues, do you typically think one side of the aisle or the other? No, I don't believe in politics. You don't believe in politics? Yeah. At all? No. This next year is going to be rough for you, bro. Yeah. He's <laughs> <laughs> so just not going to vote because he doesn't know what's happening. Yeah, because that's people running. how we make a better nation for ourselves in the long <laughs> run. It's just, yeah, I think I'm good. Yeah. yeah. Who's this guy? Why is there a lady up there? What for the record. <laughs> I'm not saying CJ is not going to vote. Jeez. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> anyway, that's not awkward. No, uh, uh, no, I just I I typically think that you know Democrats are trying to take guns away and Republicans are like don't take my guns away and and, are, and NRA and and all that kind of stuff and it, it definitely feels like an aisle issue. Fun fact: uh, most of the gun control that's ever been passed at a federal level has actually been passed when Republicans are in power. Hmm. So hmm. why um, is that? Uh, yeah, I wonder. Because the NRA is a bunch of Elmer Fuds in part, right? <laughs> what does an Elmer Fudd so mean? So a Fudd, if you're a Fudd, then you're like, I only That's need my... a fun word. <laughs> yeah, so fud. it's it's an insult, right? Yeah. Like, kind of like <laughs> Boomer is coming okay. up. Being okay, more Boomer. Prevalent. Yeah, but... Okay, um, Boomer. <laughs> so a, a Fudd is someone who's like, I only need my gun for hunting, so I don't care if they take away my ARs or my pistols. Uh, All I need is a bolt action for hunting. And so okay. that's that's a term in the Second Amendment, in, in the true Second Amendment community, to describe people that aren't really allies of the Second Amendment, even though they paint themselves as it. And the NRA is... Oh man, the NRA is so corrupt. Like they they rig their elections and they do all of this stuff and, and basically so the NRA should be fighting to keep the second amendment, but really they've been selling it off for money because when there's huh. when there's big gun control controversies, they actually benefit from more more money. Mm. So, yeah, Wayne LaPierre, um. who is I think he's the CEO or something like that. Not the CEO, but the president of the board or something like that. Mm -hmm. Like I mean, the amount of money that he's siphoned off for his own good pays his paid his dad like I forget some like hundred thousand dollars for two days worth of photography to go photograph an event out of the NRA's pockets. But uh, I digress. But anyways, so whoa, it's a lot for photos. People are willing to band together and fight the Democrats because they're typically pictured as the the people that are pushing for gun control. But right. then like Obama's taking my guns. Yeah, but I mean. Obama didn't really pass any gun control, and right. the first thing that uh, Trump did was ban bump stocks, which is an extremely dangerous president precedent for the president to do yeah. as far as banning something that's not even registered as a firearm. It's a firearm accessory, and, right. and doing that not through Congress, right? Mm. So Yeah, by executive decision. Yeah, Man, and I, so like yeah. the, oh, uh, and I'm going to blank on it, but like when they banned machine guns, that was a 
a Democrat in, in office and everything, or I mean, a Republican in office. So mm. really it's overall, um, that's gun control has been pushed by all politicians, not just the yeah. left. And yeah. that's, but that, that's not a good look for the Republicans and for no. the right. So they tend not to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> I remember there was so much fear when Obama was off in office that, um, it was it was around pits, uh, pistols as well, so it was like th- there was some sort of legislation or something, or maybe it was just like a speech he gave where it was just like, oh, go buy your pistols quick because you know you're not going to be able to own them or keep them or whatever. You know, Obama's sure. going to oh yeah pass this law yeah. and it's going to and there was so much fear yep. and, it, and you know what that does? Boop, spike sales. Yeah, spikes those yeah. sales. They like, want to retain it. People just like rushing to 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 buy their guns and it's yeah yeah it's Russian a, guns are pretty good. <laughs> uh, we can't in R- Russian. There's gun. there's a law against importing Bad like joke. those guns and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, so, yeah. AKs. Yeah, <laughs> but you can throw them in the dirt and they'll still fire. Are you talking about AKs? Yeah. Oh yeah, no AKs are Last crazy. Lashkov knew what he was doing because they are tanks. such low tolerance guns. <laughs> yeah. So as a consequence of that, you can't hit anything out to a hundred meters, but. <laughs> It'll still shoot. It'll go bang, but it won't <laughs> hit what you're wanting to hit. Well, if you go bang a hundred times, you're, you're probably going to maybe hit your target, right? Yeah. they. <laughs> you guys allow profanity on here. Yeah, yeah. So we allow profanity. <laughs> they call that the <laughs> factor. So well, as we might far have as to bleep, have to bleep, have bleep that one so, out. So, yeah, <laughs> that's the accuracy uh, through volume of fire is the concept there. Also okay. called the machine gun effect, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, covering fire you know that uh <laughs> banning gun you know i don't know why this thought like randomly came into my mind but have you have you heard of the movie uh Chirac? i have not no cj have you heard of Chirac? no but i'm pretty sure that's what they call chicago right right well at one point they called chicago Chirac because it resembled a war zone oh yeah 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 Iraq, yeah, yeah. yeah so that that they they've kind of played off of that spike jones Made a movie with um, a a lot of uh, really prominent actors. Uh, I think it was made in 2016. Um, and I think it's on Amazon Prime. Anyway, the premise is really interesting. It's mm. It takes, like, the, the story frame of, like, this Greek tragedy. And it's got, like, a chorus and, like, you know, and, like... In, in Greek literature, there's, like, a chorus that kind of speaks uh, for them. And there's, like, all these tropes of, of Greek literature, but it's kind of set in Chicago, in modern Chicago. And the whole premise is that women will refrain from giving love to their men un- oh. until they, like, give up violence and drop their gun violence and, like, oh all, all this kind of stuff. So that's, like, the premise of, wow. like, of, of this movie, this hmm. kind of, like... And it was just like it was really popular in, in or, or sorry, I don't know how popular it was, but it was really relevant to what was going on at that yeah. time because mm-hmm. Chicago was getting out of control. Yeah. Like gun violence was like huge. It was Which like, is it was weird. Like mur- it was like murder, murder the, capital USA, yeah, basically. Super strange because they've got some of the strictest gun control laws in the U.S. <laughs> yeah, really weird how that works, huh? Right. Yeah, and I would I would go as far to say it's not just gun violence, but it's gang violence that really perpetuated a lot of that. I would Wait, agree. Wait, so you're I, saying that criminals <laughs> are going and grabbing guns and they're still using them even though they're outlawed? Yeah. 
It also had to do with the amount of drugs coming into and Chicago. And they imported But them. they should they should make those illegal. That would fix the problem with drugs, too, yeah, wouldn't drugs it? Drugs are very drugs illegal Drugs are illegal, Boone. Yeah. So, yeah, That's it's why. not self-evident that gun control <laughs> is the answer, is it? Mm-hmm. That outlawing guns is the answer? Well, I think that's the radical view, that outlaw- outlawing guns is what we should do. Get rid of all guns. I have never really been of that opinion. I think that they're are restrictions that don't include taking all the guns away. I think that I'm more of a practicalist, if that, or a realist. So, you know, like... Think of all the scrap metal we could have and and, 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 we took all the guns. (laughs) Just ask Australia. Also, like, do we want to give that responsibility to the U.S. government? I mean, you guys have heard of Operation Fast and Furious, right? No. The ATF sold military-grade guns... Yeah, the, so the Bureau of Ac- Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives sold guns to the cartels. Whoa. So that way they could track them. I don't know who who came up with this idea and then, who, like, how many people it had to go through to be approved. Huh. But the good idea fairy was not present during any of those <laughs> meetings. But those cartels are wreaking <laughs> So havoc. they sold yeah. them to the cartels, and th- they have proven at least once that one of those guns that the ATF sold to their cartels has killed a Border Patrol agent. Oh, well, I just read in the paper today in the in the Gazette, it, it said nine U.S. citizens killed um, a handful of children. Oh, yeah. That, three, they, they murdered three, a bunch of Mormons. Three women, yeah. a handful yep. of children. It was just over the border. Yep. They shot up three SUVs. Um, the SUVs looked like they had been burned or whatever, so they probably mm-hmm. m- most likely exploded. Right. Or maybe they just torched the, the cars. But, um, yeah, I've just been reading, like, all this stuff. About oh yeah, car- There's cartels just wreaking havoc. Plenty of things going on <laughs> just uh, on the other side of the fence, as far as that's concerned. But my point was, it's not self-evident that we want to give the regulating power to the government, mm. or or them. We want to give them the ability to mandate anything, or right. Like, where do we know where what's going? So around? I just pulled up the wiki article. It said between 2006 and 2011. Who was in office then? Was the ATF uh, scandal? Yep. Okay. It's called the ATF gun Wait, walking w- what scandal. Wait, what years? Yeah, they what? pulled a bunch of people like ATF agents and like yeah. they testified before Congress. It was a huge deal. And yet no one went to jail over the fact that they sold weapons to the cartels. That was Bush. Oh, Bush. It was Bush. Yeah. Huh. Bush, Bush was 01, 01 to... I don't even to eight to eight oh one to eight wasn't Bush a Democrat? Yeah, but so like the so president didn't necessarily the president didn't sign off on it, and that's part of why they were trying to they were on a witch hunt to try and find like Ooh. at what level was this approved mm. because this was not a good idea. Internal affairs must have had some fun. Um. <laughs> yes, witch hunt. Yes, yeah, witch hunt. <laughs> uh, by the way, I just I, as a disclaimer, uh, we're we are having some lightheartedness about a, a fairly heavy subject, but um, that's not to say that we're not really taking gun control or gun violence seriously. It's just, um, I don't know. It's just kind of the, the nature of, of who I am. I, I get nervous. No, man, you got pretty serious at one point. <laughs> <laughs> no, because, no, but, but in all seriousness... <laughs> <laughs> Again, to bring it to a serious point, uh, you know th- these are these are important things, and we we want to give them attention and light. Um, but we don't want to we don't want to make light of of, of something that's uh, you know fairly serious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fun yeah. fact: Chicago is also called Chalaska and Siberia. <laughs> I've heard Siberia. It's just so freaking Chilas. cold. Uh, People's Democratic Republic of Chicago. <laughs> yeah. 
Also, uh, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. I've not heard that one. Yeah, so Second Amendment advocates that. call it that because oh, man. Of the, all of the stringent gun regulations. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah, that's fun. Uh, they do that about California, too, which yeah. is Democratic <laughs> Republic of California for more reasons than guns as well. Well, I think as a relevant um, locational geographic thing, um, I mean, Colorado is so... Is liberal the right term with 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 uh, people owning and carrying and gun culture? I would I would is liberal the right term? Um, not 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 I not know. in a poli- I'm, I don't I mean that in a political way, so but I just yeah, mean yeah. in like a loose. in a in a free kind of loose kind of like. So guns you know. are a, a a part of that culture that's accepted. Yes. Yeah. So yeah yeah, yeah so I know what you're talking. That's about something there. that's something that I remember. Um, uh, I think we were going to Eleven Mile Canyon and I and I, we passed this uh, this this cabin that had like this giant window sticker that was just like, um, feel free to come in my house when, when I'm not, uh, when I, when I don't know you're here, but just know that I, I have a gun and I will blow you away. I hate those. Yeah. Just <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, just like, yeah. <laughs> just like, and, uh, <laughs> and it was just like, man. And I remember, I remember standing in line and seeing a gun on someone's hip and I was just like, wow, I am not in Kansas. Ah, I'm not in Kansas anymore. Am I, I hate, Open carriers, too. Like, I mean, so the idea, if you're trying to support the Second Amendment, that's great. But if I go in and I want to shoot up a place, I'm putting two into you first if you're carrying a gun. And then I'm putting two into, the like, the big tattooed dude with the NRA hat and everything like that afterwards. (laughs) Like, Boone's profiling. So, yeah. So this is this is the part where we talk about the ri- the fact that we're we're gonna risk offending you for the sake of conversation, <laughs> like the listeners. What? But I talk about guns. But yeah, <laughs> it just I mean, if your intent is to be able to protect those around you, right? So like my kind of my idea is if I'm carrying as far as like for the spirit of protection, not for the spirit of like upholding the Second Amendment, civil unrest, things of that nature. Um, I. I'm a fairly fit individual and I'm going to be able to take care of myself in most, in most situations, most of the time. But mm. if I, if I now I'm able to carry a firearm, then the scope of what I can do to protect myself and also protect those around me has expanded exponentially. So, and, and one of the ways to definitely take some of that away is to make everyone else in whatever place I am aware that I've got that gun. Yep. Hmm. It's definitely just a giant flag you're waving. Yeah. Is it true that you can just carry an AR on your back? I think it depends on the the local laws and things of that nature, like right? If and you, then if so you had one, you had to you had to show it, right, or something like that. You had to show that you had it, so you could carry one on your back. But like, honest to God, I, if I saw someone just carrying one like that, it would freak me out. Well, that's a cultural thing, right? So um, over in the Middle East, right, everyone's got an AK. Um, and so yeah, I've, there, So anecdotally, there's a friend of mine who will remain unnamed who is an Army Special Forces guy. And he talked about the fact that the first thing they did when they rolled through this specific city was, was take all of the guns that they could find and confiscate them and destroy them. Well, what happened was only the bad actors came in with guns, right? And they were able to... Uh, perpetuate their will upon everyone else. And so if they had someone that they didn't like, they would shoot them and they would wait for their body to go to the morgue and then they would shoot everyone that was visiting the body of the morgue, right? Yep. So the oh single gosh. thing that they, they did the best to stabilize the city while they were there and even after they left was to allow everyone to carry guns. And so what happened was local families started 
uh, carrying and and neighborhood set up kind of small militias to protect themselves, to mm. protect the, their kids walking to school and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. And no one blinks an eye at anyone mm. having an AK over there. Mm. And so it's 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 a cultural thing, right? But I'm yeah. I'm not negating the fact that you would be set, you would be. But that's not my culture. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what you I mean? Would like be, you would be alarmed with. For but sure. I, but I'm saying that it's not. A gun-free culture isn't the only one that necessarily works. Okay. Yeah. If guns were forcibly banned in the U.S. as New Zealand did fairly recently, uh, what kind of long term effects? I think it was due to the massacre. Yeah, that was a massacre. Apples and oranges, but also New Zealand's having a huge trouble or huge problem with people turning in their firearms, right? Um, and if you take it anecdotally, you want to look at Boulder. So Boulder just uh, mandated registration of all ARs. Oh wow! Um, oh wow! Okay. In in within the city limits of Boulder, mm-hmm. I think they've got a blistering 100 so far. Wow! Registered. So maybe wow. more, maybe about 110, 120 uh-huh. out of I don't know how many, but probably more than 100. <laughs> so that are, that are in there at Boulder. So in okay, so it would have to be kind of. <coughs> it's not going to work. Well, I would say just overall as a culture in America, in it's not exactly. going to work. Okay. And and to compare the U.S. to anyone else is we have to be very, very careful, right? Yeah. As far as like Switzerland, mm-hmm. people want to talk about Switzerland with their mandatory service and the fact that everyone has to, all citizens within a certain age have to qualify. Mm-hmm. And then we want to talk about New Zealand or somewhere that, that co- doesn't have a gun culture. And then mm-hmm. we want to compare it to like Mexico where the cartels are super armed and people are being killed on the streets. Yep. Yeah. Um, it's... We, it's like we it's have a, to it's, be so careful, right? It's like asking why the language is different, right? It's, it's yeah. it, you know why why is the language different in a country? Well, it is, and saying that it shouldn't be or that we should treat them the same as we are is culturally insensitive and doesn't really make any sense. And so when you take it as a gun issue, where it's just like, well, this is this is kind of a similar thing, like it should be the same across the board. But it doesn't. You're, yeah. you're, you're saying it's it's almost the same analogy where it's just like you have to take that into account you have to take in the place where that resides mm. are guns a part of that culture as a as a culture like you said are is is a whole village defending itself with right. AKs yeah yeah and so i mean and as things change that's why this has come up is because as culturally we we shift as america that's why gun control comes up as as something to that people believe needs needs to be addressed yep mm. so and and i'm not saying that it's a bad thing but i would i'm obviously very opinionated on one side of the fence but hmm. it being addressed is not a bad thing but we need to either figure out if people want to enact it then they 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 need to fight to that or or if people believe that we need to preserve what we have then we need to step up and fight for that as well um, mm-hmm. and that's one of the beautiful things about America is the ability to do that. Okay, so you wouldn't say that we need to forcibly forego certain freedoms to provide a greater safety for the greater society. I think it was Ben Franklin that said those that prefer those that will sacrifice freedoms for safety deserve neither. Mm-hmm. Um, something along that line, and what I'm do you probably approaching that. that. Um, so it was actually in terms of product. Uh, I looked it up, and it was in terms of, in the context of property taxes. But a lot of people have used that. So, at what point am I willing to accept personal responsibility for my safety over selling that out to some larger entity? Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. China keeps coming back. 
Yeah, well, I mean, people in Hong Kong. You want to talk yeah. about Hong Kong, CJ? No. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Eric does. People are rioting oh. over in Hong Kong for for this idea of freedom, for this thing that we 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 as granted. a U.S. are so willing to give up based on emotional reactions, and it's mm. I think it's just such a shame. Mm. I think they want to give up the death, the violence, the 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 massacre, the But the, things the, are safer the than they've ever been, right? Violent crime is on the decline you would, still. Yeah, you would have to yeah. Okay. So someone emotionally connected to that argument is going to vehemently disagree with you. Unless I mean, you're saying statistic, oh, you're saying statistically, statistically. I will tell you statistically, the FBI and the CDC are both reporting that we are in the safest period of America in its history. Mm. Yeah, I mean, compared to gunslingers, where it's like, pistols are done. They're cheating in poker. <laughs> Gone. Dead. <laughs> or, or, or people openly carrying knives, where they're like, I don't like what you did. Step, 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 step. Yeah. I mean, yeah. even over, if you want to take it over the last 50 years, over the last 20 years, over the last 10 years, it's still declining, right? Yeah. The, the sensational part of the news is not, right? But even if you take Sells. it over, Cells. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I mean, I mean ARs, ARs are such a small fraction of even gun violence. If you want to take that into consideration, oh, sure, yeah, but even but then you take that into a bigger picture. As far as gun violence, you're you're four times more likely to get stabbed than shot, and you are twenty four more times likely to get punched in the face than shot. Yep. Also, what is historically the most dangerous caliber of weapon? Cows. A- <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. I, dangerous caliber. No, he said caliber of oh, weapon. Caliber. Oh, yes. What did you think I so said? So he's you're more what likely did- to get trampled by a cow than get shot by someone. That's not what I said. You're more likely to get trampled by a cow than bitten by a shark, actually. That you're more totally likely to be killed so by a vending machine than by killed by a shark. I was going, I was going to say a twenty two, which is frequently but uh, I'm under argu- underappreciated as a very deadly caliber of weapon. I think a lot of people think that it's it's so small, and people think it's like a it's like a you get shot by it. It's like it's not quite a BB shot, you know. But that you know sometimes that's the stigma behind it. But it is a very deadly weapon, and there are a lot of cases of people getting shot with a twenty two, either on accident or <laughs> or, or or whatnot. But I think that um, yeah, like ARs. Mm. I think AR. I, if if we're comp- I don't know. I, would you say like comparing gun deaths by AR versus like a normal oh, twenty-two I mean, caliber rifle? I I would hesitate to take it as far as twenty-two rifles, but I would say that um, the amount of the large majority of violence that is firearm related would have been pistol. Okay. Um, yep. I but I can't say that because I haven't read the statistics myself. Okay. So I would I would hesitate to put that out as a fact. Um but I know for I know that there are more pistols than uh ARs, but I I don't want to venture into the twenty two thing. Mm-hmm. Um but as far as actual decided acts of violence as opposed to accidental discharges and things of that nature and people just accidentally firing off twenty twos, I think there's a there's we need to I would need to look into that and then define it, but I don't think it would be as high as you you would okay. you would think. Really quick, what would you say to the um, to the argument that um, I mean pistols are a killing weapon, right? 
you have hunting rifles and you have rifles and the things. Oh that yeah, ARs are a killing weapon as well. Right, but like, what is the? You don't hunt with a pistol. You don't. You know, it's. Uh, it's people hunt with a pistol, but it's very low majority. Okay. Or low, <laughs> low. Right, but yeah. you you understand them. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the, absolutely, the, yeah. The, the, so yeah. I mean, they're very easy to conceal and things of that nature, and that's yep. why. So yeah, absolutely, pistols are well, and I would argue even ARs are meant to kill human beings. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I mean, rifles were developed to kill human beings. What can more efficiently do the thing of war? Yeah, weapons yeah. of war. Yeah, well, and I will say that about AR, probably yes, um, but. It seems that pistols, like you said, are you know you conceal them and you use them against each other. Yeah. Um, okay. So, um. But 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 where you're coming from, it's like, well, face the facts, face the reality. It's like they exist and they're there, so they are also used as defense. So we touched on this with drugs in Chicago and gun laws and things of that nature, right? Right. So, if there are people out there that that shouldn't have guns and they have guns, why shouldn't I have a gun to defend myself against that and others against that? Because they're never going to not have guns. Right. So why should I ever give up my guns voluntarily? Because it's just, why would you give them a leg up, right? And and one of the things that happened in Great Britain was they gave up a ton of their, they gave up a lot of their rights as concerning guns and the amount of burglaries that happened um, skyrocketed because criminals were more empowered because they knew that the average home wasn't likely to have a gun now. You go into it, yeah. yeah. So I don't, I don't see anything good that's going to happen out of any sort of gun control. I just I fail to see that. It's not self-evident that it's going to fix any of the problems that we intend for it to fix. It, do you disagree? I think everyone should learn martial arts. <laughs> <laughs> Self-defense. Yeah. Indiana Jones. Indiana you want to talk about style. that scene? Get a bullwhip. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <Get a bull. laughs> the dude with the sword? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I know the scene well. Yeah. <laughs> Which one are we talking about? The one where his He gun shoots him. <laughs> yeah. That's the, the one, one he's talking about. Raiders of the yeah. Stark, yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> Fun fact, Harrison Ford had food poisoning, so he improvised that scene. <laughs> <laughs> I do I do know that fact as well. Fun yeah. fact. He I was so done like on I the day. Food poisoning. <laughs> oh, see, oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, gosh. You are looking so progressively dairy. more pale <laughs> as this podcast progresses. <laughs> that was a lot of dairy, Eric. When yeah. you read that ingredient list, I was like, uh-oh. uh-oh. That was uh-oh. Lo- I, yeah, a large amount a of A large cheese. amount is just so peppered easy. with yeah. other ingredients. Peppered so. with other ingredients, <laughs> including pepper yeah. and salt. Including yeah. pepper. One large pepper. Um, I just pulled up this two-page gunpolicy.org. Harmless 22 caliber rabbit rifles kill more people than any other type of gun. I knew it. Probably needs Suck to be it, really significant. So, so needs it, to be factual. <laughs> that was the point that I got out of it. That yeah. was a two-minute Google. <laughs> so gun policy, actually, gun fo- policy and firearms policy coalition and uh, gun owners of America are actually three very good gun Second Amendment advocate groups hmm. that I believe hopefully are going to surpass the NRA as far as truly fighting for gun owners' rights mm, in, sure. in the yeah. U.S. And doing a better job of it. Yeah. 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 You, so do they, you feel they, like the NRA is like a grandfathered kind of losing sight organization the, type? The NRA, I believe group. the fault was in the forming of it in that it became a permanent or- organization with 
with people with very high salaries. Heavy lobbyists. Um, yeah. like, well, not necessarily. Heavy, he- heavy hitters. So lobbying is not the bad word that people think they are. The, because lobbying is, is how, you, how you get time, get time to sit down with uh, a lawmaker, right? You know, your representative or your senator or whatever you yeah. have at the state level and say, hey, these are the things that are important to us. Yeah. And these are the things that we believe should be important to you because you represent us. So lobbying isn't a bad thing. It can be, it, it is being abused, right? Right. So, it, it's also so, how you can fight and block things yeah, so, going on. So I, lobbying isn't the bad thing about the NRA. The fact that people started doing it for a career and making a lot of money instead of the NRA just sort of coming together to fight the fights that they need to fight and disbanding until the next fight is is where it went wrong and gotcha. because mm. because people are people they uh, it, it became corrupt because of the availability of funds and and the salaries that they offer to those right. high, high up officials and so I think it's something I don't even know if it could be redeemed um, I believe that the NRA should go to the wayside and we should uh if if people are donating to the NRA and they knew what the NRA did with their money, if huh. you looked at the budget breakdown, if you were truly educated about it, you would donate to someone else. Yeah, to to preserve your rights. I yeah. believe in that. I believe in becoming educated and where you give your money. I think there's a lot of mismanagement. Personal responsibility. There you go. Oh, for a full circle again. <laughs> yeah, if you want to be fully responsible with your donations, donate to a four hundred one k. Uh, typically a Roth is a good way to go. Or the mouthful Patreon. Yeah, the two. Roth is an IRA, <laughs> correct? And a 401k is something provided by the employer. Roth IRA? Well. You yeah. Can, yeah, yeah, there's a Roth IRA, but you can also get a 401k. That you can get a Roth, Roth 401k. I think, Roth, yes. I think Roth IRAs are. Yeah. Yeah. I also know yeah. a guy named Those Roth. It's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, think we've, I think we've covered a good amount of, uh, of topics here. I think, I think one of the things that I just want I think, to... I think, I think we'll wrap. But um, do you do you think that there's you're gonna rap? I want to hear you rap. Wrap it up. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do you do you feel like there? I mean, we've talked a lot about pros and cons, politics, left and right, good and bad. Are the is there a, is there a solution, Boone? Can you save us? I <laughs> save us, Boone. Here is the good news and Please the bad news. Uh, the bad. Well, I guess it would probably good news. For, be good news for most of you is the fact that I cannot save you. But mm. the good news def- decidedly is that you can save yourself. And so I've personal said this and I've beat this horse, personal responsibility. But here's the thing. Regardless of how you feel about gun control, here's the thing that I'm going to push. And if you walk away from this podcast with one thing, I hope you walk away with this, is you are your own first responder. First responders are actually second responders. And so here's the deal. You, to whatever degree that mm. you decide that you're able to do, and we talked with you, about Eric, about maybe, maybe carrying a gun is not something that you have a desire to do, or maybe it's something that you don't feel that you have, you well, have the ability to do. Yeah, I, don't, I honestly right? don't know if I could put a gun yeah, down. Yeah, and so... Like, I'm just being real. Like, to whatever yeah. degree that you feel that you are able to pick up your load... Um, your your burden, you should do it right. And and if it's whether it's carrying a gun, that's I don't care so much about that as I care about you doing whatever is within your capacity to do. And so for most people, I would highly encourage you to do things like go to a stop the bleed class. And hmm. so instead of first aid where you learn how to patch boo boos, stop the bleed deals with one of the things that it's the one of the top three number one. 
causes of preventable death is exsanguination, right? And yeah. so if you go what to stop the... What is exsanguination? Exsanguination is dying due to blood loss okay. before first responders are get, going to get there. So, like, yeah. if, if you suffer a, a brain injury, right, and there was nothing that they could do, whether they were there in a minute or there in an hour, then yeah. it's not a preventable cause of death. But say there so, was a shooting and the guy was put down and there's people bleeding on the street. Then you could save lives by yeah. simply taking this class and carrying something like a tourniquet. And that's something that everyone has the ability to do, believe, Turn, I believe. And then also, something you can just buy online? Absolutely. So one of the, one of the best things that you could do is, uh, one of the best tourniquets is a North American Rescue Combat Application Tourniquet, a cat tourniquet. And, uh, but, but also it's not necessarily violence. So the chances of you come in, encountering some sort of violence where you would, you would put that to use is astronomically low compared to the chances of you being in or seeing, witnessing a car crash, right? Yep. So, mm. Take some classes, take up whatever amount of responsibility you feel is sustainable for you that you can do and go do it. Mm. Um, learn how to save some lives. If, if mm. at the very, very minimum, take responsibility for you and, and then also learn how to save the lives of those around you, those that you care about and those that you love. Yep. And I think that's, man, that's, huge. that's yeah. 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 And that's, that's how and we that's move towards do- yeah, that's super doable. a better world. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, When's the last time you... Took a CPR class, Eric. I had a two-year certification that has expired, um, so that was probably four or five years ago. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but it you know that that class you know it was it was hours out of my day, but it you know you you have that certification, you learn things that you know you can do to help save lives and. And things change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're no longer supposed to give people mouth to mouth anymore. Did you know that? Uh, it depends <laughs> on what level you're yeah. trained to. But yeah, also but they, so they could like sue the crap out of you. That's uh, well, that's the reason Good Samaritan laws exist, right? So messed yeah. up. But, but also, like, do you still have that knowledge, right? It doesn't necessarily whether or not you're certified or not. If you're, if you're, if yeah, you still have the capacity, I know compression yeah. rates and yeah, yeah. yeah. if you and still have the yeah. capacity and Stay the ability alive. to to do that and to to save a life, then I mean. But I think the stop the bleed is class is uh, particularly unique, and I'm sure we would learn a bunch of stuff. Oh yeah, I personally carry some very hard rubber cement just in case. Combat rubber cement. I mean, that's not that's no. It sounds like a joke, I guess, but. No, it is a joke. Is it a joke? Could you actually joke. use that? No, 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 no. no. Also, <laughs> like, so, like, no. people that carry <laughs> <Good> tampons <laughs> as, as, like, a solution for gunshot wounds, that's not, that no. doesn't work. So the, you, you would carry, Let's like, dispel those they have, <laughs> yeah, they have combat gauze, right? Good. So you, you, the saying is that you tourniquet the limbs, you pack the junctions, you seal the box, Good right? Lord, so that sounds gross. So the limbs being, if you can get a tourniquet on it, high and tight, then you're going to be able to save that person's life. And, and limb. And, yeah, and limb. And the cool yep. part is that there, there used to be this thing where people said, oh, don't tourniquet it because you'll lose the limb. Well, first off, if they lose the limb and they don't die, that's probably still a win. But also, yeah. most places, it, uh, they did a massive uh, uh, macro study of all of the injuries in OIF and OEF. And... If it's under two hours, there was a zero. There was zero occurrences of a, an individual losing their limb with an inter, with a tourniquet applied that wouldn't have lost it anyways due to the trauma on the on the arm yeah. and so or on the arm or on the leg. So apply a tourniquet just to be safe. And if it's under two hours, 
there's literally going to be no harm done yep. if there's a case of them bleeding out. But then you pack the junctions to so like shoulders and abdomen and things of that nature. You have to pack that with gauze or some sort of clean something, mm-hmm. and you have to pack it very tight in order to stop that bleed mm. um, and apply pressure. And then the box being the thoracic cavity, right? You want to seal that off. So if you have chest seals or something like that, um, that would be good. And then you, I mean, so there are things that you'll learn in, in like higher levels of class, but even if you could simply, because these, the, uh, the chances of someone suffering a puncture wound to like their chest or their abdomen or something, as opposed to suffering like a, an accidental mechanical severing of a limb is pretty low. So at the very least, the best thing you can do and the highest chances of you being able to apply it is just carry a tourniquet. But then if you decide to go beyond that, then that's good for you. You can buy a chest seal. You can, you can buy gauze and things of that nature, but I usually club my seals, but that's okay. How dare you? Um, (laughs) any last comments? (laughs) Um, no, I, all, all I will say is, um, not ever underestimating the, knowledge and the gift of someone teaching you proper safety uh, working with these Boom Boom Sticks and um, thank you Boom, thank you Boom because you and, and my brother-in-law Randy Swartz, uh, Rand, Randy taught me gun safety first uh, although <laughs> didn't really come in handy that one time did it? Whoops. That story that I told you. Yeah, about yeah. so thing. it so happens I know it, it, does, it does happen sometimes <laughs> just to be clear, no one got shot it was just, um, anyway um, no, but but yeah, just the 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 yeah, I've just I've just really valued uh people just being like, well, do this, don't do this, make sure that you do this, keep an eye on this. Um because it is not to be taken lightly. It is supposed to be a very serious thing and you need to remember that there are other people around you um, you know, who don't know these things that might be really common knowledge to you. Yep. Um but you make everybody safer by um educating and like i said before i i mean i i really do believe that education saves lives and i i don't know i i stick by what i said about i i think that i just think that more people should be educated on that and that they should be forced to do so cj any uh second thoughts <laughs> yeah i agree life lifelong learning goes a long way for things um don't point it at anything you don't want to kill clear yeah. the chamber um especially when you pass it Keep your boger hook off the bang switch until it's time to party. Yep. Um, That's my kind of party. So, yep. <laughs> yep. My big deal is, uh, yeah, thanks for com- letting me come on. And then, yeah, yeah thank you um, for yeah. sharing your knowledge. Yeah. So, main thing is don't let other people tell you what you believe. Do the research, take responsibility for yourself. And yep. maybe after that, you can take responsibility for others. And then you can move the, move the world one small step more towards heaven and less towards hell. So, yeah, I and like that. I mean, we really never good. even got to touch on like laser guns or plasma rifles Jeez, or man. any of that stuff. All so of that is we'll what have we done with this podcast? Yeah. <laughs> we'll it's like we two. can't talk about that on this podcast. <laughs> I would have to kill you both. <laughs> or naval guns or. <laughs> Aerospace guns. Yeah, we need to cut this. So Potato guns. guns. needs to go lay down. <laughs> okay. I, I need some, like, antacid or something. Holy Serious cow. medical attention. Yeah. We can tourniquet you later. So. Well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in again um, to listen to us rant about another topic. Come in next week for H. H.
Yes, that's okay. It. It, it, there's we always never talk about. The there's, there's always there's always a point. The topic. <laughs> there's always a point in the podcast where I'm like A B C D E F G H, <laughs> and I have to like do it in my head. You have to do that. No, no, you just know. No, okay. I don't. <laughs> I just try. Am not I the to only one who this. does that? Yeah, who like do. recites the alphabet in his head when he get like the easy ones are in the beginning, but then I have to eventually. <laughs> How do you spell banana? Is it the Gwen? You don't sing the Gwen Stefani song? The <laughs> A-N-A-N-A-S. Oh, no. Well, yeah. that's bananas. Yeah. When I was first learning English... Well, I, you'd cut it at the end. I, I thought L-M-N-O-P was one letter. L-M-N-O-P? So that was a legitimate problem, and they have fixed that in most public schools. The way that, yeah, all of the new recordings say L-M-N-O-P. Oh, that's so It was such a, yeah. So they don't have to suffer like you did, Seizure. All right, well, thank you for coming, guys, and we'll see you again next time. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye. When looking for redemption.